1: Sexy, and will knock you on your ass.
0: It's unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is Believe in the Sex Playbook, and it starts right now. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm your host, John Ibrahim, coming to you from the Windy City here on the Believe Podcast Network. Alongside with me is my co-host and a girl who turned down NASA's offer to be the first woman on Mars because they don't have anime there. Shea Kilmer.
1: I mean, I probably would turn that down. No anime, I'm not there. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, my romantics, erotics, and curious people. If you love the show, like A-Rod loves side chicks, then please remember to subscribe to Believe in the Sex Playbook and rate us with a five-star rating. You can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere else you get your podcasts. And, of course, you can always find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. That's B-L-E-A-V.
0: What's up, girl?
1: Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Oh, just peachy keen jelly bean. How are you?
0: I am doing awesome. Thanks. So, Shay, this is a very special episode.
1: It is a very special episode, guys. I'm
0: so excited. And why is it a special episode?
1: Because my friend is here. Yes. Why don't you
0: tell our listeners who your friend is?
1: My friend Benetti as I call him, because when they say his actual first name, I don't know who they're talking about most of the time. Yeah,
0: He's, so, like, he's like Madonna. He's like Prince. He just has <laughs> a... It's just Benetti.
1: Just Benetti. He's, he's a hoot and a half. He is uh, my therapist, unlicensed most of the time. Um, and he is here to talk about a very special something, which he is very well aware of. <laughs>
2: hey,
0: Benetti, what's up, man? How are you guys doing tonight? Thank you, thank you for having me. No, thanks. Thanks for doing this, especially because you're sort of, even though you're you're a cool dude. And by the way, he's a, he's a pretty big human. How tall are you exactly? Uh, six seven. Six seven. That's pretty tall.
1: He's yeah. one of my volleyball friends, aka I make him play with me all the time. Wow, that sounds wrong. Yeah, <laughs>
2: Never mind. that's yeah. gonna get edited out. That's gonna, right. gonna. That's not gonna make the edit. Y'all need to <laughs> don't even listen to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that is definitely <laughs> gonna yeah, be in the episode. Thanks for doing this because. You're sort of like coming into the, the viper's den here because you are going to talk about a topic that Shay despises.
2: That's I sure do. I'm a real Indiana Jones right now. Like, I'm, da- I'm right in the snakes in yeah. Egypt right now. <laughs> yeah, you're in the den, sir. All right. Well, hey. den. Well, yeah, there's,
0: I mean, if there's one quality that I know that Shay hates about men, it's narcissist.
2: Yeah, that's fair. All right.
1: It's fair.
0: Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> she's as her unofficial unlicensed therapist. I'm sure you've heard her vent quite a bit about that.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like because you hate your mirror image sometimes. Oh. oh. I'm not shooting shots. I'm just being honest. Like we've <laughs> ha- we've had this conversation before and like I feel like that's reality.
1: I mean, I've dated two narcissists. My last two were very narcissistic.
2: I think I think a remember. lot of our I think a lot of our relationships are reflections of ourselves at that time. So if you're dating narcissists, if you're dating people that are codependent, then you realize who you are as a person. Like, it's information you're getting about yourself.
1: Interesting. Anyways, we're not here <laughs> past relationships or
0: me. Right. It's but
1: just
2: about you. I'm, you not, I'm not coming at you either.
0: Oh, my lady. Yeah, if you want to go to vent about a narcissist, who do you go to? Who can give you the best advice about it? Mm-hmm. A narcissist, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's why she comes to you. And so if you guys haven't figured it out already, Bonetti is a self-proclaimed narcissist. But you said you're a recovering narcissist, right?
2: Recovering, yeah. Actually, I'm borrowing a phrase from John Mayer. He said he's a recovering narcissist. Uh And uh, not to compare myself to that man's talent or anything, but it's the same idea, like the same personality traits uh, in some ways, just like really putting yourself in front of anything else and – Yeah, I'm trying to get better about that.
0: Well, okay, so just like anybody who's recovering from anything, whether it's an alcoholic, a drug addict, or whatever, they hit rock bottom before they start to try to change. So what was your rock bottom moment that made you decide, hey, I'm kind of a narcissist, and I should probably start changing my ways?
2: Well, like romantic relationships really was where, I mean, friendships for sure, but like romantic relationships, the, the goal of that, I think, is to create a family with this person, make them part of your family. And I was failing miserably in Hmm. that regard. So I had to look inward and figure out why that was. And a lot of the answers were narcissistic answers. It was me being too focused on myself and too focused on what had already happened and having to make peace with some of those demons. and, And moving on to the present and the future and finding people that were good in my life, whether they'd be friends, girlfriends, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, Shay... Yes. <laughs> because you've had... Um, you have pretty strong feelings about narcissists yes. and and the narcissism that they project towards women, toward what you've experienced in your own relationships. I find it fascinating that you can be such good friends with Bonetti knowing that he's a narcissist.
1: See, I didn't know he's a narcissist. That's the thing. Like, he doesn't give me like when i speak to him when i talk to him when we hang out i don't really get a lot of narcissist vibes i guess from him but it's also because we're not like romantic partners so i am not the type of person to look out for narcissistic tendencies in friendships which i probably should yeah because that's dangerous um <laughs> uh, but i'm more aware of narcissistic tendencies in relationships
0: Mm-hmm. okay and Benetti, there's some people who are narcissists and they kind of don't know it. And then there's narcissists who know that they are and they actually use that to their advantage, right? In relationships and dating or whatever. Which one of those two were you? Uh, I've been both,
2: honestly, because I've been self-aware in both regards. I've been self-aware of my own narcissism and I've known how to leverage it to my own advantage. And then I've also known how to leverage it to my advantage to grow as a person to like to become better and be, and use that for good yeah i think it comes back to the old comic book thing where it's like you're using it for evil or you're using it for <laughs> good yeah and it's just recognizing that in myself and learning how to make myself better for everybody instead of just better for myself
0: well that's awesome what what you had just said but jay yeah, you know yeah. me i like to hear about the the, the, he wants the dirt, i right? want the dirt so give us an example of how you would Use it to knowingly and consciously use it to leverage it, you know, to your advantage. I did not know.
2: I was in the middle of a job interview, but this is good. This is good. This is good. Um, yeah. yeah. What are your strengths?
0: Are you a self-starter?
2: What's a What's a situation where you are really fucked up in your life? Situation where I really fucked up in my life? Uh, the thing is, like, I've been tall my whole life, right? So you've
1: definitely been tall, Ben. That's
2: the thing. Like being tall, or like I was having a conversation about this earlier tonight. Um, a friend of mine grew up fat like he was a fat kid and when you grow up fat or you grow up tall or grow up in any way that makes you stand out from the crowd like you become very self-conscious become very self-aware mm-hmm. and when you go through that stage you come out of it and i think narcissism is something that kind of maybe is a product of it i have no idea um you end up being a little too into yourself uh-huh, and okay. so that the like it's a pendulum swinging and it swings from a complete lack of self-esteem to a complete gain of self-esteem. And once you have that, like you, you know, for me, like I dated some women in my life, like there's one woman in particular, like I fell in love with deeply and could have stayed with, could have married, could have spent my whole life with, but I just wasn't ready for it because I was starting to get attention from other women at the same time. Mm -hmm. So speaking very generally, I'm not going to get into like too much of what happened exactly because that's not just my business to share. But, um, yeah, no, it was just one of those things where I got distracted and I got focused on, you know, the wrong things in my life. So that's something that narcissism can do to you.
0: Hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. That's good that you, uh, that you identify that as one of the things that fit into your narcissism, right?
2: Yeah. You, you have to know what's going on. You have to be self-aware. And I feel exactly that self-awareness can be a gift or it can be an absolute detriment.
1: But, um, I have a question. So I'm sure there's some people listening to this and be like, okay, what are the tall tell signs? Because maybe I might be a narcissist. What are those tall tell signs?
2: Uh, if you sp- honestly, it's it's a lot of things when you're younger. It's like if you spend too much time looking in the mirror, if you spend too much time looking <laughs> at yourself. <laughs> honestly, I this this is again, me being not a therapist, but I feel like depression is a form of narcissism because depression is you just focusing on yourself to the point where you're miserable about yourself. So I, I think that's one of those things where you have to experience the outside world through the through the lens, through the prism that you have. Mm-hmm. So that that's one of the telltale signs for me. That's what that's how I found out about it from myself was the massive depression I had to deal with growing up as a teenager and in my early twenties. And if I can give anyone advice, if you're going through some periods of massive depression, take it easy on yourself. Be nice mm-hmm. to yourself because you got to spend the rest of your life in that body you're treating right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. I definitely did not appreciate my body when I was younger. I definitely, like, pushed it to the limit. So um, in regards to those things, I, I would agree. Just got to take care of yourself from the start, which is hard because I know a lot of times we don't get those tools when we're younger. We don't know how, why, when to well, do things. So,
2: had a conversation before. It's like people are going to drink two feet taller than they are. <laughs> which is a hundred percent true. You're gonna dr- me. I'm gonna drink eight and a half feet tall every time. Not, a, not every time. Let's not get crazy. But like people are gonna drink usually bigger than they are. They're gonna do. They're gonna think that they're bigger than they are, and that's what happens. I think that's the point of narcissism too. You think you're bigger than you are.
1: Yeah, I, that's a good point. I definitely have seen that where people who are definitely narcissists are, think that they're woo, all that in a bag of chips. So.
0: Shay, in some of our past episodes, you know, we've we've talked quite a bit about narcissists and why you hate them so much. Like, can you give at least so so Benetti can can elaborate on one of the things you hate the most? What is one of the things you hate the most? And then Benetti kind of elaborate or maybe explain why Mm -hmm. that type of behavior is done or 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 what the genesis of it is.
1: I think it's like the hot and cold, you know, like my biggest thing nowadays, like whoever I'm going to be dating next is consistency because I noticed with the past couple people that I dated that it was super hot or super cold where it's like they're either all in for like a day or two days or a week and then they'll be reserved and gone basically for a month. And then it's like you're begging them to be how they used to be. I think like what is called? love bombing or something?
0: Yeah. Bonetti, what say you?
2: <laughs> I, I think you got to focus on the timeline that you keep with these people. If, if, you're, if you're expecting them to fall in love on the same timeline that you're trying to fall in love in and they don't do it, then you're going to be disappointed. I think it's about managing expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're talking to somebody and they drop off, it's just because that's the timeline they keep. And it doesn't mean they don't like you. It just means they like how they live their life. So I guess, Yeah,
1: but at the same point, they like still expect the same amount from you. They still expect like the consistency, but they're not consistent.
2: I think that's a good way, too, to keep uh, keep track of where they are in their lives at the time so you know who they are as people before you get too invested. I think there's certain things you have to do to realize what the situation is before you get involved in it. You can say, hey, all right, I like you. I like the way you look. I like what you're about. Now let's find out who the hell you are. And that, in that process, you can't go 100% emotionally into it. Right. You got to keep a little bit back. You got to be smart and kind of recognize what the situation is with that person.
1: Yeah, I think also making decisions without, without having your emotions in them has been the biggest Change in me because I used to always only make decisions based on my feelings.
2: Do you feel first or do you think
1: first? I feel first, hundred
0: percent. Like, oh yeah, one hundred percent. I'm I, just
1: like, Woof. Like I, I, I cried at the movie Trolls, Benetti, <laughs> like, in the theater. Hundred percent, feel first everything.
2: We saw Raya and what was it, Ryan? What it was the movie about the dragons, right? Where Eddie the dragon. We seen it, Ryan the dragon, <laughs> and the
1: last dragon, and I was born.
2: Yeah, you kept crying about <laughs> shit, and I'm looking at you I was like, am I a sociopath? Am I a monster? Why am I not crying at this shit? Is something <laughs> wrong with me? <laughs> I'm,
1: just too, I'm just emotional, like 100%. <laughs> this freaking dad died. Well, he's got freaking stone i don't know whatever continue
2: <laughs> no no i i think it's spe- but again i, I think it goes back to the point i was making before it's just like it speaks to where you are at the time like whatever you're encountering whatever you're experiencing it goes like it tells you about where you are at the time it's a mirror everything's a mirror everything you do you're surrounded by mirrors So like when people trip on psychedelics like you can get caught up in a mirror and i think that's what happens when you date a narcissist you get caught up in a mirror you're looking at yourself and you just get caught up in it and you're going to deal with whatever bullshit comes with that because mm-hmm. you don't mind looking in the mirror Right. until you hate what you see and then it's over. Mm-hmm. Then you got to get the fuck out of there and right. reestablish what it is you're going to see in the mirror. Right.
0: That is like... A deep, but one of the best explanations of some narcissistic behavior. You know,
1: I told you he's my therapist. Yeah, that's the reason why.
0: Well, I told you if you're gonna if you want to go to get advice about narcissism, you go to a narcissist. You You know what what I mean? mean? You go to the source, man. You do. That's what you got to do. Exactly. So you know, uh, when I think of narcissism, I think of also like a a big trait of a narcissist. And, And correct me if I'm wrong. Is manipulation there is a lot of manipulation involved in it right 100% yeah now would you find that you would get success through you know manipulation and narcissism um to to get laid i mean is is that like why not to right i mean would you use that skill to to help get laid, to get women into bed.
1: But anyway, I feel like your game has been pretty great recently.
0: I, I think that
2: is the game that everyone plays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like everyone leverages what they have as a human being yeah. to try and get laid. That's how we exist as a species. Like it's not, did I pronounce that right? Is it species or species? Species. The, I don't potato, potato. Yeah. Somebody Google that out in, <laughs> a, out in the universe. Um, no, but I think that's how we get laid as humans is you find what's attractive about you and you leverage that to get laid. Like, and you can do that, again, for your better or mm-hmm. for your worse. Yeah. And I think that's what you have to recognize is that moral line, is this helping myself? Or not even is it helping myself, is it helping this other person? And also, is it helping my own life? Yeah. Because you got to keep your health in mind. And like, if you go chasing that forever you're going to end up alone and sad at the end of your life. But if you're doing that as with the purpose of finding the right person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, then I think you kind of get there, not even just to get laid, but just to like have a relationship with, you know, the right woman or the right man or whatever you're into.
0: Yeah. I mean the, the manipulation part of it doesn't have to be just to get laid. It could be to, like you said, to, um, like, I've heard women describe, like, you tricked me into falling in love with you. You know, have you ever heard, like, people use that? That's a lame excuse, but people have said that before. Like, you, you manipulated me into loving you or liking you.
2: So, no, I I, uh, I listened to Matthew McConaughey's book. It's called Green Lights. Yeah. And, it's, and I, what I loved about that is, though, he, he talks about people, mm-hmm. he talks about how people operate and how, like, his whole point seemed to be that you have to find yourself you have to find a way to be good company with yourself be a person that you want to spend the rest of your life with and i feel like if you do that that's when you start attracting the right people to yourself hmm. but until then you are an ins- you're a ball of insecurities and if you don't find the right person to be you're going to be a ball of insecurities you're going to attract all the wrong people to yourself you're going to get the immediate kind of drug yeah experiences you want out of human beings but you're mm-hmm. never going to get what you want in the long term
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's that is like a great explanation because it reminds me of um this like culture that was really popular about 15 10 15 years ago the, the pickup artist are you familiar with yeah pickup artist a pua MT- theory and MTV stuff like that
2: or vh1 or something oh, yeah. he was on that sure. A friend of mine just recommended me his book. I was like, I don't know if I want to read that, man. I feel like I'm inside that head already.
0: Yeah, you know what is the the guy who, without getting too deep into it, the guy who who was considered the best pickup artist in the world, his name's Neil Strauss, and he wrote the book called The Game, which was about like the his two year experience in like deep inside the pickup artist world. And um, when I was still writing for the Chicago Tribune Red Eye, I did a cover story piece on him. I spent a lot of time with him and we did the story about it and stuff. And, And this hits on the whole narcissism and manipulation culture and kind of ties into what you were just saying, Benetti, is that they said you would, the pickup artist stuff, the 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 gambits and stuff that they would do it would totally work it was total narcissism total manipulation it would work they would get laid they would do but it was empty it was like quick self gratification but these guys the the root of it all was they were still lonely guys they just wanted to fall in love they wanted a girlfriend and none of that manipulation and narcissism helped so while It it gave a quick rush, like a drug would. It made them feel worse in the long run. It's the same reason
2: you go to a casino, right? You want to play long odds and you want to do crazy things. So, like you said, a gambit—gambit's a perfect word. Yeah, it's a gambit. You want to play a game and you want to try and find somebody that's going to play the game with you, Mm -hmm. and it's a blast in the moment. But you have to keep it coming. Yeah, it's like it is. It's you know, it's just very much like a short-term stimulant drug. Mm-hmm. Where you just have to keep re upping, re upping, re upping. I'm just trying not to say cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I just realized I was doing. I was trying to avoid the the word cocaine, but that's what it is. You just keep re upping, re upping, re upping. Yeah. Because that feeling is fleeting and it goes away. That love that people are trying to find, that familial love, like mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're trying to find somebody to be your fucking family, yeah. that shit's going to slow burn for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, that's the difference right there. You're trying to find something that you can replicate in a healthy way as much as possible. Right.
0: Shay, you know, yes, for, for a, from a female's perspective, what are the types of women that, and I, I guess maybe we I shouldn't paint them in a box like that, to say that there's types of women who fall for the narcissist more than different types of women. Or is it that if the narcissist is good enough, any woman can fall for it?
1: the thing you have to be aware like not only do you have to be self-aware but you have to be aware of the people you allow into your life as well and in regards to that you also have to be aware of what these possibilities are like what a narcissist what a narcissist is you yeah to be aware of the red flags and if you're not aware of it then yeah you can fall for it any day anytime
0: yeah like what's the first sign this and i want to ask both of you this question actually mm-hmm. shay from the woman's side what is the first sign that a woman should be aware of to be like uh-oh he might be a narcissist
1: um i definitely oh when they start calling you babe within <laughs> the first like five messages
0: oh okay i
1: realize that it's something that they're trying to make you comfortable and like trust them faster mm-hmm. um that and when you feel like you have a connection and fast like comfortable and trust them faster than they can do things faster because i noticed that they always try to do whatever it is faster
0: oh so they're, they're, they're trying to speed up the attraction process exactly, or
1: this is the thing if you do the waiting like waiting game with this these people yeah. their true colors show Mm-hmm. like you will find it out if you do the waiting game with them yeah but if you allow yourself to be Taken over by the quickness, the babe, like in the first couple messages, like they're gonna get you. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, same question to you, Benetti. Is from a recovering self-proclaimed narcissist, what would be your advice to women on what to look out for? What's the telltale signs that if you see this sign, red flag that you're dealing with a narcissist?
2: Uh, that's a perfect one. The the pet names, the uh, the familiarity. That maybe they didn't have earlier in their life where they feel like they didn't have that love in their life, and then now they're calling you babe, they're calling you all this other stuff mm-hmm. uh, to make a connection, they're making a temporary connection. they're building temporary bridges that are going to fail when you put real weight on them mm-hmm. so uh, that's that's a massive one. that's a massive one right there that you just touched on, and I think it's an example of things that people do. you find things, do you go out for drinks like any, anyone that tries to tie you in habitually to something that they do and then they try and make more out of it than it should be that's a red flag Mm -hmm. if somebody's idea of a first date now i love as an idea for a first date go do something you do all the time See how people react to that because that's the life you live. That's the right. real life you live. Mm-hmm. You're not going to bullshit. You can't bullshit forever. Some people try and bullshit forever and those are the guys that you see. Those are the guys and ladies you see their hair dyed, the fake tits, everything. Like, everything, <laughs> Everything's bullshit. They try and keep up a bullshit facade forever and you can't yeah. do that. Can. But if you're out on a date with somebody and they just take you out on a, you know, a regular day in their life and you enjoy that, that's great. But if you feel like they're putting on airs for you and they're
0: bullshitting you, that's the problem you run into. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what those pickup artists like that was their biggest complaint about like at first they thought that the gambits and the pickup culture was working great for them, but um and it would work. Mm-hmm. That stuff actually does work and women would fall for it. But sooner or later the material runs out and they figure you out. They figure right. out the real you is gonna come out and then you're you're busted, really.
2: You're busted and also you can only have so much sex in your life. Like <laughs> for but real I, do, I bet
1: there's gonna be a uh, lot of people that are like, right i don't know i don't know if
2: Nuh-uh that's Nuh-uh true <laughs> here's the thing here's the thing you can i take that back let me let me let me rephrase it. you can only have so much meaningless empty emotionless sex yeah sex is just an action if it's just sex
0: yeah that so is you, true
2: you will exhaust it's the same physical action same idea with any physical action if you're doing squats doing bench press you're running eventually you will exhaust yourself if it has no context and if it has no rest and you have to have some rest you have to have some context with this shit otherwise it's exhausting
1: yeah i think honestly anything that you do will be considered exhausting if there's no meaning behind it if there's no meaning
2: and if that's your whole life like if if you have no perspective like if you if you're not doing other things that aren't sex or whatever it is you have no perspective. What is the rest of your life? If your whole life is just trying to hook up, that's a nightmare. That that's
1: legit exhausting. It's so
2: sad. Like, stop doing think, that.
1: if you have a girlfriend, you guys can basically have sex all the time. You don't have to go to a bar to use lines and stuff.
2: Not not even having sex all the time. Though. You can live a whole life together. Right. Sex is just part of that life. you got to have perspective. Like, everything you do is just one small part of your life. And if you can put that in perspective, you can put your whole self
0: into it. Yeah, I remember like in my early 20s, like most people probably in their early 20s, they, when they went out to bars, whatever, what determined if you had a good time or not was if you ended up getting late or not, you know? And that's sad that that's really what determined if you went out and had a good time. Right. Yeah, you, man, know? That, that, you know, that's
1: something else that I realize is also a really big red flag.
0: No, tell is us. Is
1: when you start talking to someone and they immediately invite you over to their house. Oh, yeah. Like, First off, stranger danger. Hello, <laughs> like, do you not see what's going on to women all across the freaking world? Yeah. No, you. Okay, guess we're just not thinking about that at all.
2: Can I tell you a red flag on yes, on, on dating apps, if yeah. I may? Tell not me. not to completely interrupt you. I'm so sorry it's no, for railroading.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> um That's why I'm, you're
0: here right now. Narcissists yeah. are listening to this, and they're like, "Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> you are ruining this for us." I'm Cut done. off his mic. I'm
2: chilling because, like, <laughs> I talked to a fellow Leo yesterday, and we were talking about we were talking about being Leos and being narcissists. And those I, were
1: my last two boyfriends were narcissistic Leos.
2: I I knew the whole playbook though. She kept trying to get me to match her energy. All I needed. Bill Burr said this perfectly. You just Wait, wrote. What do you mean match her energy? Please. Match her her energy.
0: Match so, her energy.
2: I, I played a blind draw yesterday in Wisconsin. Right. And the energy. girl we had in our team also a Leo. She's August fifth. I'm August second. Right. And she just wants to be right; she just wants to argue and just be correct all the time, and it's like sometimes you're just wrong, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's like watching it's like having a conversation with a person that's watching t v right now like you're way <laughs> into this show yeah like this is this is why she and I get along. She I this this too, like big time what massive you've never
1: told me this ever in my life. no,
2: honestly, I just realized it right now. Because you're literally staring at a mirror that's reflecting to thousands of people potentially. Yeah, but I get money from it, too. Oh, no, I love that. Okay. No, no, here's the thing. No, I, you have a talent, and you need to leverage that talent. That's what we're talking about right Haven't now. Haven't you been listening? That's what we're talking about, is leveraging your talent. Yeah. No, this is perfect. This is a, this <laughs> is a, we're, we're having a very metaphysical conversation right now. You're living the thing we're talking about right now. Yeah. This like, is fully you interactive. You have a heart-shaped light on your face yeah. Talking yeah. into a camera.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you understand what's happening? right Everything now? about this screams "Look at me." Okay, so Bonetti. Yeah, that, right,
1: Bonetti. That is that, red, that flag. So anyways, red flag? So, anyways, red flag with the girl.
2: The red flag with a girl on a dating site for me, or on a site. How old am I? On an app. Yeah. On, an app. on the web. On the web. If you're on the web, you're right? Um, no, if you're on if you're on an app like Bumble or Tinder or whatever. And someone starts out with, if you're a guy and a girl's hitting you up, if really anyone hits you up as a guy and they say, hey, handsome, two things are happening right there. Mm -hmm. One thing, they're acknowledging that you're attractive and they wouldn't mind having a baby with you. (laughs) Okay. And the second thing that's happening right there is they don't know how to approach you, so they're just going to compliment you Mm -hmm. and hope that it makes you feel good enough that they get more out of the conversation. So what
1: I would always say would be like, hey, handsome, or hey, cutie. Mm Mm-hmm. And then say like Happy
0: Taco Tuesday.
2: Yeah, you're you're attracting narcissists to yourself left and <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't
0: know. I'm sorry. I've told you, her this. You're she walk- doesn't listen to you're, me. You're,
2: you're walking. So you know when you have like a hornet's nest outside your house, you're walking right into that I'm not a nest.
0: metaphorically. Oh, metaphorically. Got it.
1: But he said, "You know how you have one." I'm like, "What? Yeah, no, I don't."
2: No, how sometimes that happens. Hypothetically, it's a hypothetical situation. Okay, gotcha. Has anyone told you you look like Sansa Stark? chance to start oh yeah if she had maybe red hair yeah,
1: yeah. married to joe jonas yeah the, in this light yeah. right
2: here i just seen that yeah um, I, I see yeah. it now
0: I that
1: you say that. that once and i'm so mad because out of all of them i was so attracted to joe jonas and i oh, i missed my chance if i would have known i was this <laughs> type
2: <God laughs> damn. do you know what i just did right there what did you do i uh, used your own affection for yourself against you <laughs> <laughs> I. Yeah, I compared you to a very attractive female that everyone universally... Here's another red flag for... If somebody starts comparing you to like a celebrity that you kind of look like, Mm -hmm. red flag, huge red flag, massive red flag. Why? Because that's a person that... Did you know that, John? No. Mm -mm. That is a person that literally millions of people want to sleep with. And they just said, you are that attractive. That is. I didn't
1: think she was that cute. Like, I think she's pretty over. Hold
2: on, hold on, hold on regardless of what you think literally millions of people because there's seven billion seven and a half billion people on the planet literally millions of people want to sleep with the actress that plays sansa stark okay and you kind of look like her and i just leverage that to my own advantage in this conversation not because i want to sleep with you but because in this conversation like
0: that's the idea i use it to my own benefit people will do that all the time you don't think that could backfire though if she said oh my god i think that girl is so ugly and now now she thinks you basically just insulted her because she thinks that girl's ugly.
2: Well and also now now I know she hates herself and this is gonna be way easier <laughs> than I thought it was gonna be <laughs> 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 For That's what? So funny. if 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 sex is the end game, if like if I'm trying to date somebody and I find out somebody hates themselves that much
1: like easy peasy lemon squeezy.
2: No, not even. I'm I'm not trying to date that person. Ooh. I'm I'm walking away because I've been there before. I've been in that state where you hate yourself and then you end up hating everything around you. Mm. So if I find out, if I if you go to compliment somebody and their reaction is, um, and it's very self-deprecating, if it's funny, that's fine. But everything they tell
0: you is kind of a tell for how they're feeling in their soul.
1: That makes sense.
0: All right, so for us to close this off here in a minute, Shay, give us and we've done this before because we've talked about this topic before, but give the women out there one piece of anti-narcissist advice. Maybe not necessarily the red flag, but more of like, Hey, if you think you might be dealing with a narcissist, then, then right. blank.
1: <laughs> then run. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is like, I feel like the person that you are with, if this is in regards to like dating a narcissist, if you're actually like dating someone, mm-hmm. um, I never felt safe or secure in the relationship because they were always so hot and cold um, and they weren't consistent. And just just know your worth, you know? Because yeah. narcissists just fucking suck and they tear you down a lot and make you feel like you're crazy. So hmm. just, you know what, girl? Just, just go. <laughs> they're not going to change. They're most likely not even self-aware that they're doing it. So they're like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Shocker. It's like, mm, <laughs> let's just not do that anymore. Okay, okay.
0: All right. And Bonetti, if you had to give one piece of advice to men who are like, I like this dude and he's right, I I have self-loathing going on and whatever I've been able to accomplish through my narcissism, like empty sex or or whatever, just ends up leaving me empty inside. So I want to be like him. I want to be I want to, you know, be a recovering narcissist, too. What would be your piece of advice to them on how to get that process going?
2: Uh, I'm going to quote a lot of people, um, but... Wait, how,
1: can you tell us just how you found out you were a narcissist?
2: Uh, well, I realized how much time I was spending focusing on myself. Oh, okay. And it's what made me realize, too, that depression is a symptom of narcissism. Is that you're so focused on yourself that you're losing the whole world around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to answer your question, I would say make peace or learn how to dance with your own demons. Hmm. Whatever they are, whether you were you know witness to a loveless marriage or you were a witness to bad relationships, don't model yourself off that. Expand your worldview. find healthy versions of the things you had unhealthy versions of growing up, and model yourself after the good things. and just you know what acknowledge that what happened in your life happened Mm -hmm. and leave that trauma where it was pull the lessons out of the past and leave the trauma where it is because you're only going forward arrow of time moves one direction and that is forward in this universe anyways and that's where you got to go you just got to keep finding ways to be healthy and moving forward and yeah if you're if you're trying to be you know, less of a narcissist, don't go on podcasts, don't start talking about yourself. That's a, that's a huge red flag. <laughs> if, been, if any ladies are trying to date me out there right now, uh, I was on a podcast, I talked about myself for like literally an hour. So that's a huge red flag right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but not But for real, like just make peace with your demons and acknowledge your own faults and don't hold people accountable to, you know, things that they don't even understand.
0: Dude, that's awesome. See, so for all you would-be recovering narcissists out there, that's words to live by. You can be on the road to recovery too. Just listen to our boy Bonetti here.
2: Also, the recovery never ends. It's an addict. it's like being an alcoholic. It's like any kind of addict. It never ends. You get it's a constant process.
0: Right. A true alcoholic, even if they're 20 years sober, will admit that they're still an alcoholic. There is no cure, right? Oh,
2: absolutely. You just end up in the wrong situation or the right situation, however you look at it. And yeah, you're
0: right down the wrong path again. All right. Well, Bonetti, thanks for coming and doing this. I know it... it,
1: Thanks, Bonetti. Yeah.
0: I know it takes a lot of balls to come on and talk about your own faults. And this is going to be out there forever, right? And to put yourself out there like that, that takes balls, so... So thanks, and it was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, thanks, guys. No, honestly, it's nice to externalize what's been internalized for like the like past year. So thank you very much for this.
0: Cool. Well, you're appreciate the opportunity. In. Yeah, you're welcome. Here anytime. And that'll do it for today's edition of Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm John Ibrahim. Make sure to hit me up on Facebook and Instagram with the username the real John Ibrahim, and please remember to subscribe to the Sex Playbook and give the show a five star rating.
1: And I'm your co-host Shay Kilmer. You can find me on Instagram at Truly Shay. That's T R U L Y S H A double Y. You can also find me on TikTok and see this recorded live with all of my mistakes, all the goof ups, all day, every day. Basically, just kidding. We only record once a month, once a week. So. <laughs> Come see us once a week on TikTok live. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, concerns, send me an, a message on Instagram. And remember, you can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much all your favorite podcast directories. And, of course, always at Believe.com and at Believe podcast on Twitter.
0: And Benetti, do you want to give the listeners your social media in case uh, they want to contact you about the whole narcissism advice? Yeah, I'm
2: on Instagram at the period. Indoor period, carnivore
0: period, and then I'm also on Facebook at Chris Panetti. All right. And speaking of Twitter, don't contact Shay on Twitter because she still doesn't know how to use it. You could <laughs> try no to contact her. I can't guarantee you'll get a response. If you don't get a response, she's not blowing you off. She literally probably doesn't know I how to know respond. I don't
1: know how to use it, guys. I'm
0: so sorry. <laughs> but you can tweet your questions or topics at me and Shay if you want to try that, and I promise <laughs> we will try me. to read them in a future episode. You can find me on Twitter at John Ibrahim and Shay at Kilmer Shea.
1: That's K-I-L-L-M-E-R-S-H-A-Y. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Remember, sex sells. So get in on the action and advertise with us.
0: And you've been listening to the Sex Playbook on the Believe Podcast Network.
1: Ciao, bellas.